You are now listening to Feeding Off Each Other. Welcome to Feeding Off Each Other, the show where we chat to people way more interesting than ourselves in the hope of stealing some of their sweet, sweet talent and knowledge. I spilled coffee on myself. I'm going to have to get up immediately. I'm Matt Dennison. <laughs> no, you're David Wiggins. Oh. Wait, I was supposed to do the intro because every time I was going to describe you guys in a different way. Okay, you can do it. <laughs> no, don't. Dave already did it. They, know, did it they know what the show flawlessly. is. No, no. Yeah, yeah you can improvise. You gotta add. The, you gotta add the special. Remember okay. last week I called Jason possibly handsome. Okay, okay. I'm David Wiggins, and to my right is the black-hatted <laughs> Jason. Wow, I thought Lucas. that was gonna go a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> and to my left is the black-hatted Matt Dennison. You're good at this. Yeah. Thank hey, you. can you turn on my uh, headphones a bit? I can hardly hear myself. This is the only reason why I do this, so I can listen to myself. Oh wait, you're He's three. three. He's three. How go. about that? Check, check. Oh, that's Ooh. crispy. Ooh. Crispy, crispy. Is everybody crisp? Yeah. Don't turn mine up. It? it was already too loud. <laughs> Guys, it's a big morning. It is. We finally made it to the other side of post-production for the I Only Ride Park Tour. Give me something. Give me a celebratory noise. Uh, yes. Yes. Have we? <laughs> I feel like there's always more. The the five episodes are done. There might be some like social editing. Maybe we'll do a mm-hmm. crash reel. But the bulk of the work, five whole episodes, twenty minutes each. It's done. Yeah, it's done. I think we did a good thing, guys. I'm quite proud of the work we did. Yeah, it's really good. You guys did most of the work, so kudos. Well, That's not true. You know, each edit. There's no editing credit in the <clears throat> in the videos. Yeah, uh, because I don't know. It was just complicated. Super complicated. But, I mean, we owe us a team effort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is editing? Like, the moment you've dropped the footage into the premiere, how are you editing? That's the credit. Well, they, the, um, what, what is it? They say a movie's written three times? Mm-hmm. They, Mark Ruffalo. What do you mean, Mark Ruffalo? It's a Mark Ruffalo quote. I don't think that's a Mark Ruffalo quote. Check it. I, th- I think that's Check a it. famous quote. I don't, I don't think it's Mark Ruffalo. Regardless of who said it, I'd agree. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's in the writing and the filming, then the editing. Yeah, so our process is is pretty much like going through all the footage first and finding all the selects, and then mm-hmm. someone goes at it and makes a rough cut, and then the rough cut gets notes, and then we make another cut, and then we make another cut, and then someone else gets that final rough cut, and then makes the final cut. So it's a big team process. We spent a month editing, well, actually two months probably, but the, yeah. I've I've been editing for a month straight basically because the last the first episode project file was. September 15th. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I think I've developed tendonitis in my arm again. No joke. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Not pretendonitis? No, not pretendonitis. <laughs> it's realitis. No, I thought it was a bike injury and it's mm. uh, getting really bad. And it's reminding me of when I used to edit the wedding films like 10 years ago or more. And my arm just like swelled up. I'm getting swole from editing mm-hmm. in, in bad ways. But, anyways, that's out now. Well, no, it's yeah, it is out now. It'll be out yeah, now. It'll be yeah, out. yeah. So go, they're all out. Go, go watch, watch them, please. Yeah, go watch. Uh, if you've seen them all, go watch episode five in Revelstoke. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen any of them, go watch them all. They're all in one good sitting for different reasons, and they all have fun music videos and pranks and mm-hmm. all kinds of uh, little nuggets. Speaking of pranks, we got a prankster in the room. Mm-hmm. Little prank Sinatra. Maybe we should uh, <laughs> give him the intro. Should, 
I think I've done too many intros in a row. We want to do the intro now. We don't, we're not going to do any more preamble. We're, we're oh, you want to do some more preamble? Why well, should we just, should we make our guests just sit and listen to us yeah. for a little longer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's well, all part of it. Well, well, we. I mean, one thing we can mention is that we took a week off. Yeah, we did. We didn't. We didn't post last week. We were too in the in the weeds on the Island yeah, Red Park. I'd tour. blame the other Park tour yeah, on that one. One hundred percent. Yeah, uh, it, it has really been a swamp that we've just had to trudge through. It's been <laughs> so much work. So much work, but it's all worth it. But yeah, we were the boys were roached, so we took a week off. And uh, in that week, I actually gained some feedback from the pod for the podcast mm-hmm. from my mother, <laughs> who may be listening now. May she's listening for yeah. sure. <laughs> and her feedback was that uh, we talked about ourselves too much with Julian. And yeah. here we are. Our guest once again is sitting here listening to us. Hasn't said a word, I believe. Is just listening to us talk about ourselves because we're great. <laughs> and her other feedback was that she couldn't stop listening to the amount of likes that were said. Mm. And now I feel like I've just put a curse on everybody. Was was she applying that to everybody or just you? I think it was kind of uh, directed towards me. Right. For sure. Yeah. It, it kind of runs in the family, I think. But the thing was, as she was explaining how much we said like, she was saying like. <laughs> so a little hypocritical, but... Uh, Dave made a suggestion that Mm -hmm. uh, my mom's uh, feedback is more than welcome, encouraged, but from here forth, it has to be done via speakpipe.com slash feeding off each other. We want to hear your feedback uh, in voice message. So yeah, Yeah. uh, no more feedback in real life, mom. I have some. Oh, you have some. I have some new messages. Some new new. Yeah, I'll run it. So this one comes from Daniel. Yo, I'm on the toilet right now, and I request Max, the intern from a year, probably more than a year back, but you guys know who I'm talking about. I, I request him on the podcast. I think that'd be sick. This guy's timeline's all messed up. <laughs> One year ago, where has he been? He's been on, sitting <laughs> He's on, been the, on toilet. the toilet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, his hemorrhoids might be must be out of control. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I approve. Yeah, Jason, you where know, do you know Max? Yeah, you met him. Yeah, many yeah. times. Okay. Yeah. Um, where is he? That's a good question. I think he's probably, um, chime in guest. I've I've been speaking to Max weekly, actually. (gasps) Yeah. I believe he's in steamboat. Wait, are you toilet Daniel? I was just going to say, I think he's in Colorado. Yeah. And we may be going to Colorado very soon. Making films. Yeah. Yeah. Get him on the pod. For sure. We can do it. Okay. We got another, we got another message. This one's from Felix. Max, if you're listening, this is the test. You may be on the pod at any time, but you got to be listening. Uh, now someone's just going to send him a DM. Yeah. You know. Okay, this is from Felix Bracket, 11 years old. Aw. Hey, guys. I'm loving the podcast. It's really cool. But we need more sounds. Sounds <laughs> are the best. Um, I reckon you should also get some talented kids on the podcast. Mm. Thanks. Mm. Who, who is that? Wait, what? That was uh, <laughs> was that his sound? No, 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 no. Okay, oh, that was our sound. That was Felix. Ah, he didn't. Felix. He didn't know where he was from, but I, you know, I, I was getting like a New Zealand sort of vibe. Yeah, a bit of a New Zealand vibe. A little yeah. bit of the fly to the Concords. Yeah, Australia perhaps. Um, it also the first time I listened to that it made me a little bit self conscious about the ways that we talk and that eleven year olds are listening. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> that kid didn't even say like. No, he was. Just locked in. Yeah. Any good accent. I um, 
What did he want again? More, more sounds. sounds. More stickers. And oh, more he sounds. wanted more, more sounds and some talented kids on the pods. Mm. Mm-hmm. So solid. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So well, I I'm, haven't been going to playgrounds talking to kids for no reason, guys. Oh. <laughs> You're scouting? Yeah, I'm scouting. Real life scouting? <laughs> I'm, gr- I'm grooming. Oh, that's what you call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would agree. More sounds. Mm-hmm. Mo better. Mm-hmm. And sadly, I don't have access to the soundboard today. So you guys are going to have to pick up the slack, please. Damn, boy, he fit. Boy. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, Felix, yeah, let's just I play hope you like each other. <laughs> I have a third one, but I we can save it for next. Play okay. it, play okay, it, play yeah, okay. it. You can't say I got another one. I and then I mean, I next can. time you just keep it secret. Okay. Yo, 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 Matt, David, hey, and Jason. What's up? This is your favorite bottom uh, feeder, Dow. This week, I got a bit of a movie question, as I know Matt Dennison is big in the movie scene. What's your guys' favorite Christian Bale performance? I'm a fan of his performance in The Fighter when he played boxing legend Dickie Eklund. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> Yo, this guy, uh, Alonzo again? Is Alonzo going to be a frequent caller? Yeah, I don't know if you were, because uh, we were laughing during it, but he called himself um, your favorite bottom feeder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And oh. he called himself Big Al as well. Big Al. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Big Al, thanks for the question. Uh, my favorite Christian Bale performance is <laughs> American Psycho. Mm. Yeah, I got to go to Dark Knight. <sighs> yeah, I mean, Dark Knight was uh, the first one that popped into my head and the only one that popped into my head winner by default um yeah i would say that's probably the winner i mean i watched the big short recently but it wasn't it it was good but it didn't mm-hmm. thrill me like the dark knight thrilled me no secret guest uh yeah i'd just go with dark knight okay y'all, should y'all we actually are, y'all are sleeping on american psycho i like that movie it's just not i think it's his best performance though Okay. I think the Dark Knight's the best movie. <laughs> I don't think it's the best performance. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Anyways. Hey, guys, I'm going to wrap up this preamble, okay? Are we going forth with these facts of the week? Because we got another one. Oh, yeah, this one always enrages people. We can skip it. No, no, no. I mean, let's see how this goes, okay? I think People this... were thrown off by the fact of the week last week, <laughs> okay? They were really thrown off by the momentum of the show. But let's throw them out of it again. Yeah, okay, so fact of the week. The term the bucket list was not a popular phrase before the 2007 movie The Bucket List. And, and now everyone thinks it is a popular phrase? No, everyone thought that it originated before oh. then. It was always a thing to make lists of things you want to do before you die before that movie, but that movie is what made the term The Bucket List popular. But every time I bring this topic up with people, they get in rate they're like i remember being eight years old and making bucket lists i'm like no they were just lists of things to do before you die like that's just a what, thing what is do. this effect called what is this it's the mandela mandela effect. effect yeah it's a major mandela effect situation and you can like scour the internet you will not find references to the bucket list from before that movie i think we should pick a cool phrase and make a movie with that as its title mm-hmm. and and have that phrase do, do our up. own mandela effect mm-hmm. scouting that's like Pineapple Express. You, what, you think that wasn't a thing before? It was not. Oh, they, made, they made the movie, and they're like, if this is a strain of weed after we do the movie, then our movie has worked, and oh, it was. But it's a weather pattern. Oh, yeah, it's a weather pattern. <laughs> okay, I was like, that movie didn't invent the weather pattern. <laughs> it's also a tropical fruit delivery system, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dole's been on So it, it kind of was a thing, okay, but maybe yeah. not for... Yeah. 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 
I was just listening to a podcast where we were talking about that movie specifically on the way here. So weird. Oh my god. Synchronicity. Oh my god. If I had access to the soundboard, I'd be what? Ripping one. I can't find any. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm introducing the guest. Today's yeah, guest is a filmmaker, editor, and one of the chillest dudes you'll ever meet. He's a voracious world travel traveler. Voracious. Voracious. Damn it. I oh man, I almost got that word and then I messed up traveler. He's a voracious word. What does voracious mean? I don't know. Uh, he just can't get enough of it. Okay. I think. He's a voracious world traveler with more stamps in his passport. Who gets stamps in their passport? People get stamps? They stamp oh, yeah, okay. You get the ink stamp. Fair enough. All right. With more stamps in his passport than the three of us combined and recently returned from his trip to Burning Man. He's a former full-time member of the IFHD Mahalo, my dude team, and we're very excited to have him here with us today, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Santos. We brought in welcome. 30 kids to welcome you. Mm -hmm. uh, Hope thanks, you like guys. that, and you, Felix, as, as well. <laughs> no, thanks for having me, guys. I'm stoked to get to catch up with you guys, have a, have a chance to talk for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if it was any other day, I would have brought out this gift that you gave me, uh, <laughs> and we would have all partaked in this right now. I don't know if we should do this, but this is Mezcal um, from, where did you get this from? Peru? Uh, Colombia? No, I, I was in Mexico when I got that Oh, one. Mexico. Okay. And it's got a worm in it. Yeah. My plan was to save that for the first time you were on the pod, but I mean, it's like 11 a.m. I don't know if anybody wants worm tequila right now. <laughs> There's I'll two pass. worms. Ooh. Want to split? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, we'll save that for uh, another day. But uh, thanks for the tequila. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Wait, you got to rate the intro. You got to eat the worms after too. Andrew, you got to rate Matt's intro out of ten. Oh, I'll, I'll give it a solid ten. Oh wow, like that was too easy. Like it's a little it. light, honestly. I didn't even write it. <laughs> Dave wrote it. You did oh. question a few things during it, like I did. Yeah, some words. You know, do people actually get stamps? Anytime I write the intro and he reads it, he picks it apart while reading it. Mm. He'd be like, oh, what's this word? Oh, yeah. this is stupid. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I would give myself much lower than a 10, but that's okay. Thanks. So, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Finally, you found a great use for that sound. Anyways, hey, let's stop talking about ourselves and talk about the man of the hour, Andrew Santos. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I woke up and I did uh, hot yoga at six thirty this morning. Ooh, yeah. at home? Uh, no, I went to just turn up the thermostat. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I went to a class. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are you, so, are you still doing that fitness program? Mm -hmm. Seventy-five hard. Yeah, tell us about that. What uh, is it it hasn't been too hard. I've, I've skipped one or two things, but uh, <laughs> one or two days here and there. But oh, um, well, you gotta yeah, start over. Yeah, I know you're supposed to start over, but you know, I'm I'm making positive changes and it's working for me. So I'm just going to continue. Can you explain what it is? Yeah. So 75 hard program is, uh, you got to do two workouts a day, 45 minutes, uh, each one of them has to be outside. Uh, you got to read 10 pages of a book. You have to drink a bunch of water and how much water? Thing. Um, like a gallon? I drank five of my water bottles. I don't know. Well, your water bottle is like a gallon. Yeah. The big one? No, no, not that, okay. that real big one. But it, it comes to about a gallon, I, I think. You inspired water. Dave. He just took yeah. the biggest swig of water I've ever seen him take on a pod. That's <laughs> yeah, probably like two of those. Oh, yeah. I crush about two of these a day. Yeah, nice. 
Solid. So you're on the challenge too? Yeah, I'm on the challenge. <laughs> Can't you tell? So you're tired every day and pissing all day? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Sounds healthy. Oh, and eating healthy. Eating healthy. Is this 75 Clean. days, did you say? Yeah. Okay. So I'm on week four. Wait, and you it's drink? About like 10. You're not supposed to drink. That's where I've, uh, I've, I've had... Uh, Last night, I actually had a drink because it was my <gasps> four-year anniversary with Brody, and I wasn't going to not wow. drink. Yeah. You got to start over, dude. Yeah, you got to start no. over. You got to start over. <laughs> no, this doesn't I, count. It, There's well, an asterisk. When it comes down to, like, having an experience and, like, have, like last night without having, you know, a, drinking isn't everything to me, and it's not like, you know, I have an unhealthy relationship with it, so I'm going to enjoy one here and there, and I think that's perfectly fine. Now, Smart. Mm-hmm. Now, what if the creator of 75 Hard approaches you and said, Mr. Hard, Mr. Hard, <laughs> and he says, did you complete it? Did you do all 75 days in a row? Are you lying? I guess I am, but I don't care. I don't uh, think that's probably in the spirit of it, because like they always tell you if you're doing these sort of self-improvement things to like give yourself wiggle room. He doesn't. He's like no, a very military. <laughs> he's a very military guy. <laughs> I have the app. There's like a 75 hard app. And when you log your days, it's like, are you sure you completed every single thing on this? Like, don't, don't lie to yourself. <laughs> so why did you decide to do this? Uh, just the constant pursuit of bettering myself. Uh, you're yeah. always about that, huh? Uh, you know, it was like a couple of days ago, I was watching the seven days on the North Shore video. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a similar thing. You force yourself to ride your bike early in the morning, seven days in a row. But why, what, what is it about uh, these like self challenges that you love? You always learn something about yourself doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel the need for like constant progression in life or I guess like trying new things and I think that's part of what travel gave me like traveling so much is like constantly experiencing new things and then when I came home I was like I just said like <laughs> uh, uh, we, we, no I don't want to bring attention to that should we have a uh, a like jar like a swear jar <laughs> no. but every time you say like we should just play a sound mm-hmm. mm. and then you just get like subtly get called out for it sure yeah choose the sound that's the one. <laughs> okay, hold on. Order. All right. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better. Guys, we've brought too much attention to it. Yeah. Anyways, when I came back home from traveling, I realized that to experience new things, you got to challenge yourself. And you were quite the traveler. How many countries have you been to now? I've been to just over 50 countries. 50? Oh, that was more. Yeah. That was like I've, 100. That's, that's a that's lot it? of countries. There's 195 UN nations. And you pretty traveled much countries. for like a year solid or nine months solid? Yeah. So I've, I've gone back and done countries, probably like a dozen of those countries more than once. Mm, yeah. Okay. So that's why it may have seemed like I've done more. But I did 45 in eight months. That's a lot of countries. That's a lot <laughs> of countries. I, I think I think the question everybody wants to know is what's your favorite country? What's my favorite country? I always answer this with for different reasons, different things, different I countries. think I think everybody take a guess. I'm gonna say You can't say Canada, right? I'm gonna say Croatia. I don't have a, a favorite country. Oh Estonia. Yeah. For different reasons, like beautiful landscapes. I love Switzerland. For partying, Croatia. Um, okay, the world's imploding. You have to move to, regardless of where it's imploding, you have to move right now, one country, live there your entire life. Where are you moving? Other than Canada? Other than Canada. It's either Portugal or Switzerland. Okay. 
Yeah. Likes chocolate. Yeah, the chocolate's good. I actually mailed uh, Matt a Toblerone from Switzerland. Nice. Yeah. You ma- oh, yeah, you yeah. did mail me a Toblerone. Yeah, the carbon uh-huh. footprint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- speaking of bucket lists, it's uh, on my bucket list to eat a Toblerone on the top of a mountain in Switzerland. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a Mahalo video for another day. Is there a Mount Toblerone? Yeah. Oh, the mountain Even better. that's on the chocolate bar <clears throat> is an actual mountain. That's in, what I thought. In Switzerland. And there's yeah. also a bear in the mountain in the logo. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah. So I thought you were going to say you'll just move to Burning Man. Yeah, if that was an option. No, he said he's going to move to Burn Man. Burn <laughs> Burn's a city in Switzerland. <laughs> okay, it is. Okay, that's a what? deep cut. Yeah, it yeah, is. Very nice. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. My Swiss, my Swiss fans are gonna love that. Yeah, you got an atlas under are. the table. What are you looking at? No, I'm just happy to see you. Well, okay, we've waited a while to hear about <laughs> Burning Man. You wanted to talk about Burning Man on the pod. Let's hear the dirt. Well, first of all, what is Burning Man? Felix out there, 11 year old Felix has no idea. Let's explain to him. All right, I'm gonna say Burning Man is a festival, and all burners are gonna be like, "No, that's not right. You're not allowed to say it's a festival." Mm-hmm. But in the old meaning of festival, you know, a gathering of people to celebrate a certain thing, uh, it is a festival. What it's not is it's not like a Coachella. It's not a festival, the modern day festival that we think of, like a Lollapalooza music festival with like thousands of people, and and you know, uh, Burning Man is pop-up city in the desert, uh, 80,000 people, and they pretty much go to this desert. It's just outside of Reno, and it's a pop-up city that's evolved around art, and money is not a thing as well. You pay for your Burning Man ticket, you pay your camp dues, which is part of being a camp. It covers things like food and like other structures. Like We had a washroom and kitchen uh, set up for us. And so those are camp dues and your ticket. Once you get there, money is not a thing anymore. And that's like the biggest difference I've found from other festivals or other uh, things I've done is at Burning Man, everybody value, values you as a person and, and not money. Like there's no exchanges of money. If you want food, you go to another camp that is providing food. If you want a dance party, there's another camp for it. If you want a foot massage, there's a camp that'll do it. Pretty much all these camps that Burning Man is composed of, you need to offer something in return. And so our camp, we had a thing called the Serpent Queen, which is a mutant vehicle. How you get around the desert is either by bicycle or by mutant vehicle or art car. And they're basically cars that don't look anything like a car. And ours was a riverboat. Uh, so we provided that we we rolled around in this riverboat. Anybody's allowed to come up, enjoy this experience on the boat. Um, what do you mean by a riverboat? A riverboat? It's like um, different from an ocean boat or a lake boat. Yeah, riverboats that they, they're uh, they move not by like a, a propeller, but like a, a paddle. Um, okay. A big paddle at the back. Okay. Um, like spins, right? Yeah, oh, I got it. Steamboat type of. Okay. Um, yeah, the history between our uh, behind ours is supposed to be an invention of uh, Nikola Tesla. Mm. Um, yeah, and Mark Twain combined. Um, so there's like a little bit of a story to it. But um, yeah, you get around by bike or by this art car, and then you can't provide something and. There's camps providing all types of anything you could imagine. I, I played a hockey tournament on the desert 
uh, obviously floor hockey, but uh, I got to play some hockey, go to my Canadian roots. Um, and it was at a camp that was called No Regret Skis. <laughs> and they, nice. they were serving Tim Hortons. <laughs> noise yeah or or w h w h yeah can you explain what that meant um no, it seems a little uh discriminatory <laughs> would upset me as a lady as a fine lady you gotta be open-minded going to burning man i guess so yeah drink out the tim hortons mm-hmm. <laughs> now uh how much does it cost for a ticket uh, they range, so if you get like early, early bird, or you last minute, they get pretty expensive. I'd say the average is around seven hundred and fifty U.S. dollars. How much did you pay? Or seven? Yeah, seven hundred fifty. That's how much I paid. Seven fifty. Yeah. Now, and, and then I paid another seven hundred and fifty for my camp dues as well. In real money, seven real money. Okay, yeah, USD. Okay, he just described money to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I thought that there was some. I remember. I heard. I heard that you made cookies or something. Like you made. Yeah. A, you had to make like a ton of cookies. But but before yeah. before we get into that, okay, is it true that if you skydive into Burning Man <laughs> naked, that you get free admission? Um, I, I don't know, man. That's like the Whistler bungee thing too. It's it's a rumor. What's the Whistler bungee know. thing? The same thing. You get if you bungee jump naked, you get for free. I don't think. Um, I think it might have been a thing back in the day, but now it's uh, too many people know. Too many people know. Also, I think do that's they want the case. Random people skydiving in all the time, naked. I like, mean, when that many people do it, <laughs> there are a few people who skydive in, and there's an airport, there airstrip right mm-hmm. right on Burning Man, right in the desert. I guess there's a lot of land. Land. Mm-hmm. It's a sketchy <laughs> Excuse runway. Excuse me, and my body just made a noise. <laughs> oh my god! Mute that. Oh, great Odin's Raven. So, uh, where did the cookies come in then? The, I heard that you had to make like it was your job to make a whole batch of cookies that you then had to trade. Is this true? Yeah, you became yeah. a baker. Yeah, for I mean, okay. So another thing about Burning Man is you don't just show up and enjoy the the enjoy the event. You got to do work when you're there. It's a lot of physical labor. Like it's a pop-up city and the only way it gets built is from everybody there doing it. And you wouldn't expect here you are paying for a ticket and going someplace that you can't just lay back and enjoy yourself. It's, it's a lot of physical labor. And if you're not doing physical labor, you're the thing called a sparkle pony and nobody likes a sparkle pony. Sparkle. What do you, how do you do? You get a sticker, or like? I'm sure there's some stickers around. <laughs> Maybe you put on your back when you're not looking. How do you spot um, a sparkle pony? They're the ones who you know just showed up and are just enjoying themselves and not doing anything to contribute. Um, and there's there's quite a few of them. There's pay to play camps too, where like basically the real rich uh, want to come and enjoy themselves, and they'll pretty much pay f- camp dues that are in the tens of thousands of dollars. And, you know, they have full washrooms and, like, you know, really nice, lavish uh, festival or, like, campgrounds. And they'll park their all RVs, like, backed in so you can't even enter their area, which is wow. very against Burning Man rules. And Burning Man, the organization, is trying to push these guys back and not allow it. But um, I thought it was run by those people, though. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's hard because they bring a lot to the table too. Yeah, you do need you do need some money to do the types of things that are being done um, at the at the event. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it seems quite elitist. Yeah, and there's there's probably a lot of sparkle pony. The 
full of sparkle ponies there, but you don't want to be a sparkle pony. You want to put in your blood, sweat, and tears. And that's what makes Burning Man Burning Man. You do that with your group. My camp was about 30 people. And because you're putting your blood, sweat, and tears into it, you build better bonds and relationships. And you struggle a lot with these people. And it just, that's what makes it so special. And like, yeah. And where do the cookies come in? Am I like <laughs> tapping into some boring story? Because I heard about these cookies. No, no. Uh, cookies are just one little. I, man, I have tons of stories from Burning Man. Cookies was a part of it. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us about the cookies. <laughs> I'm talking about the cookies. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll dive into the it. Answer, man. I'll dive it into be, it. It must be yeah, controversial. Yeah. Okay, no, no. So you need to do work at Burning Man. And, and, and one day they're like, you know, we need... We need a bunch of uh, cookie dough made and everybody wanted to just enjoy themselves. And I was like, you know, I, I, I'll do I'll, I'll take one for the team today <laughs> and just make this cookie dough. And usually it's just supposed to take like just a little bit to make cookie dough. Like it's a fast thing. Like the, our chef's like, yeah, it'll just take you like half an hour to do. And I'm like, okay, I, I've never made cookie dough before. And uh, for one, I take it out of our freezer and it's completely frozen uh, or the, what was frozen? The freezer? No. Um, Eggs, wheat, other ingredients. Yeah, what's uh, what's the ingredient I'm missing? Butter. Oh, butter, butter, butter. 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 Okay, the butter was frozen, dun, completely dun, dun. frozen. <laughs> so I and then I was like, can I just put on a pan and melt it? No, you you, no, no, no. you can't you can't you mess do up that. the chemistry. It bro. will, it will. Yeah, so I had to leave it out in the sun. So I had to wait for the butter to melt. Oh man, burning man's hard. Yeah. Uh, it took me it took me a few hours to make this cookie dough, but I made 140 cookies worth of cookie dough, and then we were out in the middle of the playa. The playa is like the desert in between the camps, um, and we we're out in the middle of nowhere. Is probably like 2 a.m. And then one of our buddies goes down into our riverboat. We have the we have a uh, oven, and he baked these cookies. I luckily didn't have to do the baking, but at 2 a.m these fresh cookies come out of the, the stove or come out of the oven. And it was like the most tasty cookies I've ever had. And I had another friend just show up there, which is almost impossible at Burning Man to meet up with people. It's really hard. And the moment he met up with us, we gave him cookies and it, he like the reaction on his face made all that time me working on the, these cookie dough, this cookie dough worth it. Like it was so worth it when you're, it, it, it's like, as if you're bike packing and you know for a few days and you're just like so like you know how food is just so much better when you're bike packing yeah yeah you earn it you you earn it it's mm -hmm. the same thing at burning man like anything you get that's just out of the usual when you're in the middle of this of the playa is just like what how did i how did i get this this is fucking awesome. I didn't know what that was <laughs> <laughs> i'm assuming they taste so good cuz you're completely sober and appreciating the flavor real time yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. You know, At 2 a.m. a cookie, uh, yeah. yeah. Felix, yeah. cover your ears. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're in survival mode sometimes on this on this desert. Like it's it's no joke. You're you're out there. You're far. One thing I underestimated was the actual size of Burning Man. It takes you half an hour to get from one side of uh, the city to the other side of the city, and then Deep Ply is even bigger than that. And so if you're out there on a bike and something happens and you pop your tire or like, you know, um, that happens and a dust storm comes in, you're like sitting down for what could be hours in survival mode. Not hopefully you brought food and water with you or cookies. and or cookies. Hopefully you brought something with you because um, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a journey without a working bicycle. And you're, you're out there and the elements are hard. It was one of the hottest burns. It's really hot out there. So you had to make sure you had water on you. Um, so what did the cookies get you? This is what I'm trying to clear okay, up. Did okay. you use these to exchange? Because what I was told. Yeah. Because Brooke t- talked to Brody and she came uh-huh. back and her first story was about these cookies. And I was like, uh-huh. these cookies must have been like your currency out there. Is that wrong? No, I, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess it's, it's, I, I made them because I wanted to give something that wasn't the only thing I gave is, is part of it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just part of the experience. That was one little story. Okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah. did, how else did you pay your dues out there? Uh, I filmed it. I filmed the riverboat and the making of our serpent, our riverboat was called the serpent queen. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to have a little film come out. Uh, I went with like an artsy vibe and real cinematic and uh, yeah, I'll have that come out. So that's a contributing thing, but also just physical labor. Making the boat. Uh, Yeah. Fixing it up, getting it ready to go off the ranch. So Brody and I did two and a half weeks out there and that's not, it's typical for like, you know, the, the burner that's helping set up and take down, um, two and a half weeks is normal, but the actual event itself is only seven days. Uh, but yeah, we showed up at a ranch like eight miles off of burning man and just got put to work like such physical labor, like moving appliance, moving stoves onto our, onto our like flatbed trailers, um, making sure everything was good to go on the, on the river, on the serpent queen, untarping it. Um, there was so much to do. Brody got put on like cooking duty for the eight person crew we were at the ranch. So she's cooking for eight people. Um, yeah, it was, it was hard. Like I was hammer nails, you know, making stuff work with the, with the boat and yeah. All, all in the desert, not before. All in the desert. What's the ranch? Uh, The the ranch is eight miles away from, from Burning Man. It's just where they store the Serpent Queen. And there's a boneyard there too with a bunch of old mutant vehicles and is one of the coolest thing. One of the coolest places like full on boneyard. Also a lot of like just a pile of bicycles. I'd never seen like a pile of like hundreds of bikes on top of each other from used from the burn. Yeah, I saw pictures of mm-hmm. the aftermath of Burning Man. It mm-hmm. was yeah, a pile of hundreds of bikes There's that seemingly were just uh, abandoned. Yeah. Did you bring your own bike? No. Um, yeah, one we Brody and I flew down, and uh, our, our camp lead rented out some beach cruisers for us. Oh, so okay. that was nice. Nice. Yeah. Although, if we went back, we'd bring e-bikes. Mm. Yeah. At least Brody needed it. It's seven days of biking across that desert you get and if you're not used to biking like i'm used to biking so it's okay for me but i can't imagine going into it not being a person who rides bikes often i die yeah <laughs> dave rides rides bikes now though yeah i ride bikes now. yeah he's a huge bike guy oh, yeah. did you guys go for a ride mm-hmm. oh yeah oh nice and he's still here Wow, someone doesn't listen to the podcast. He still he still got a sore <laughs> ass though. Yeah. No, I was, I, li- to do with I listened to the podcast when you guys were talking about it with Jason and you're like, right. We need to go on the on a ride. So I'm glad you guys did it. Yes, I'm sure, bitch. So what were some of the uh, highlights of Burning Man? I heard there's a you know, besides the cookies, thanks for explaining the cookies. Let's go um, back to the cookies. <laughs> hopefully I don't have to pull this next one. It's so hard. Um the uh, car wash, a human oh, yeah. car wash. Yeah, yeah, that was a funny. That was one that I got told by a friend before going, so I, I kind of knew a little bit what to expect. But I mean, you have to be there to actually experience it. 
what it is, is one camp provides showers when you're out there in the playa. One camp. One camp. One camp. There's only one place you can get a shower. Unless a you're public like a, shower. a rich dude who paid 10 grand for your campsite. Yeah, you could bring an RV, which has a shower okay. in it. Okay. You can get golden showers anywhere, though. Oh, yeah, that's right, right. <laughs> I prefer that one. Yeah, so the only way to clean yourself out there is if you brought an RV and you have a shower or if your camp provides a shower. And we did have a, a shower at our camp. Um which I helped set up and okay. we helped set, do this water tower and it was gravity fed and I'm like climbing up scaffolding to make, put this water tower together. Water tower also collapsed one night it, onto our kitchen. You um, built that? Uh, I helped. <laughs> yeah. I contributed. <laughs> we contributed. Yeah. <laughs> Could have killed somebody. No joke. Safety third at Burning Man. That's the rule. Safety third. <laughs> Is that and, legit? Legit. Oh, Safety third. Oh my God. Yeah. Second. <laughs> <laughs> Psychedelics. Mm -hmm. Now yeah. that's first. That's first. Um, having fun. That's first. Um, but yeah, we're lucky nobody was at the camp when it actually fell over. Anyways, back to the showers. That's the only way you can take a shower. One camp does provide showers for everybody, though. And uh, it's run by Bombers, the soap company. Bombers? Bombers, yeah. Do we have that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Those bombers? <laughs> we definitely need that sound. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, run by bombers? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then if you actually read their labeling on their soaps, it, it's run by a guy who's like religious about psychedelics and their the labels are actually pretty wild. Uh, they, they're different. Oh, oh Bonners. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. they say Sorry. bombers. No, no, yeah, no. yeah. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonners. Oh, he's, he's, yeah. he's into psychedelics. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this explains a, a family. Lot. It was a Boners? family... <laughs> I have bonners in in the shower, Excuse me? and yeah, you yeah. could if there. You know how like people read shampoo bottles on the toilet. Like this is like an endless uh, reading. Wait, Doctor Bronners, Doctor Bronners, Bronners. Thanks Bonner. for fact checking that. <laughs> we went from bombers <laughs> to bonners to Bronners. Uh, boners was in there. So. Boners, boners. <laughs> yeah, boner jams. So Doctor Boner. All right, we got it. Doctor Bronners. Doctor Bronners. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and read their labels next time you have one of those in your hands. Um, I think it's a little bit different in the States. It's wilder in the States, but, um, really? yeah, I'm sure there's a few Americans listening to this. No, no, <laughs> no, no, barely even no. Canadian. Just okay. Felix. Yeah. Just okay. Felix. Okay. And Alonzo. Um, and my mom. Nice. This camp runs public showers and it's not what you think it is. It's basically inside this massive tent. They have a semi truck container that's made out of plexiglass so it's completely see-through and you go in with hundreds of people butt naked and there's people on top of this uh container hosing you down with hoses and like soap guns oh, and yes, um, yeah you're just with hundreds of people it's not sexual at all but you are with consent allowed if your neighbor needs a rub down uh to uh, everyone's got bronners though yeah <laughs> <laughs> you it Honestly, it's the cleanest you'll get out there in the desert. And the experience of being naked with hundreds of people, just it, it actually felt really normal, surprisingly normal. You, you go into it thinking like, oh, this is weird and all that. And then when you're just in it with hundreds of people, you just some sense of normal that's kind of That's kind of like anything, though, right? Yeah. It's like the whole mob mentality <laughs> thing where at a certain point, if the whole collective agrees upon selling, it's no longer weird. Yeah. It helps when you're covered in soap. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then eye contact is important too. 
which they, they give you a little briefing before you go in and they're like, make eye contact with people. So you're it's not a, looking at the goods? It's a little bit less creepy than, yeah, looking down. It must be so stressful. <laughs> you just get an eye strain from constantly looking in people's eyes. Your <laughs> eyes just want to wander, but you can't because you're going to be a creep out there. Yeah, you don't want your eyes <laughs> you, to wander. But it, it, I, I it, just wear sunglasses. <laughs> I wear <laughs> like whatever I want. Who's that dude wearing pit vipers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing those like sunglasses guys wear when they play poker that have like snake eyes in them. All right, Dave's banned from the Dr. Bronner's playground, Lexiglass shower. It's all walks of life in there. Older people, younger people, families. Everybody's in there. (laughs) Legit (laughs) families. There's some kids in there. Who's yeah. bringing their family what? to the... There's kids at Burning Man. It's an all-ages event. Oh, I thought yeah, you meant in the, the shower. shower. Yeah, I thought you meant in the shower, too. No, yeah, in the shower. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's not sexual. Canceled. That escalated quickly. <laughs> wow. Um, and then you go outside of the car wash to dance dry. It's a dance party, naked dance party to get dry. Fun. And then you put on your clothes and you walk out of the tent and the next few hundred people walk in. There's constantly a lineup outside of this camp. Did, now, you, uh, did you see any monster dongs? I did not. Oh. No. I'm sure there was a few there. I wasn't paying attention. Con- no desert time. serpents? <laughs> <laughs> no, you ever seen Dune? You know, the snake? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, Just comes out of uh, the sand. <laughs> you got, you got uh, any stories that top that? That was one of the the out of this world experience I did have there. Um, Are you gonna go back? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right after you do it, you're like, oh my god, I'm never gonna do this again. It's crazy physical labor. It was so hard, you know, fighting the elements of the desert. And then after like a couple of weeks of being back, you're like, shit, I want to go back. So what, what were some of the challenges other than it being hot and dry and dusty and you got to bike around and you're like in an RV and you're camping for two weeks? What are, what are some of the other challenges? Like, did you ever find yourself hungry and you're like, I can't find a place to get food or you, do you have your own supply? Because to me, it sounds like you're out there bartering for every life necessity. So it's not the barter system. It's a gifting system. Okay. So people are just gifting out there. Um, which is why you don't want to be a sparkle pony because you obviously want to contribute and give back. Um, you can food is never an issue. You're given a, a booklet of what other camps are providing, and it's literally it's like a thick booklet filled with thousands of things. And you can look up the time, what kind of food you're feeling, and then bike to the camp and get whatever that is mm. at any hour. Like Burning Man runs all throughout the night too; it never stops during those seven days. Um, most people don't sleep. So when you were looking through that book, what were some things that caught your eye? There was a lot of stuff, but I also got a tip from other burners not to base yourself around that book too much because it's hard to align yourself with things happening. You'll be on your way to another camp and then somebody will call your attention and then you'll be somewhere else. And then you have a bunch of FOMO because you didn't get to do the things you wanted to do. And, um, so yeah, it's it's just better. With the flow. It's better just mm-hmm. to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. You'll be biking, and camps are with megaphones trying to heckle you to come into their tent. Like they want to be giving you stuff, so it's really hard to bike around and not get stopped. It's like, oh tacos, I'm gonna go get some tacos right now, or oh foot rub, I'm gonna get a foot rub. Oh LSD <laughs> infused mushrooms, I'm in. <laughs> All right, yeah. Oh hey there. Little one. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Felix. What did he say? Hey. 
That's also <laughs> a big uh, misconception about Burning Man, though, is the psychedelic aspect of it. They're actually illegal out there. So you got to hide them really well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're illegal. Um, it, it, it's, so, it's, it's weird because some I haven't been to Shambhala or some other these festivals here in BC, but they're very open with, mm -hmm. with uh, their consumption and but use. But alcohol is illegal at Shambhala. Yeah. Um, uh, Burning Man alcohol is is everywhere um mm. but but yeah the use of uh drugs is uh illegal and there's cops out there and you can't even really ask somebody for it because they might think you're undercover um because there is that much of a presence of police out there you wouldn't know it because they are undercover but you can't uh pee on the desert <laughs> you can't fly a drone and uh drugs are illegal those are like the three things i found that you can't do at burning man other uh, other than that, everything is like fair game. Their handcuffs, though, are glow sticks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got my drone confiscated, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Did yeah. you fly it? I flew it. Oh. I knew I was. Did you pee on the to. desert? I did not pee in the desert. Brody's guilty, though. <gasps> Just yeah. threw Brody under the bus. She's never invited again. She's going to have to skydive in naked <laughs> next time. Uh, yeah, I got my drone taken away, but they gave it back to me at the end of the event. What, who, who took it? I'm a ranger. A ranger. Yeah. So there's, there's uh, the police, and then there's the Black Rock City Rangers, which are like volunteers uh, who make sure rules are being or the little rules are being followed, uh, like no drones. How do how, like I'm just imagining you in the desert. You're far out there. How does a ranger spot you? See that you're flying it. It was a major fluke, man. I, uh -huh. I think I, I I put it up for like two minutes, and I made sure not to go high too, and. Yeah, two minutes later, as soon as I'm landing it, the ranger is driving by in the truck, and I'm like, mm. oh, no way. No way. Um, yeah, he was really nice about you can't it. can't just fly but. it away from him? <laughs> no, it was, it was too obvious. I had the controller in my hand, and he saw me and yeah, caught me. Um, what was some of the weirdest, uh, most bizarre, creepiest, anything that freaked you out in Burning Man? freaked me out <laughs> i mean there's, there's there's a lot of freaky people out there there are um are there truly um tent orgy tents out there yeah there are there are but apparently like the or there's a one called the orgy dome it's the the main one and it's uh, actually one of the best places you can get ac sponsored <laughs> in the by playa. dr bronner <laughs> <laughs> um there's ac in the orgy dome uh, but, uh, I never went in, uh, there's other parties too, that there's orgies at, but I never encountered any of them. Um, yeah. Burning man is what you make of it. And if you're looking for something, you'll be able to find it. If you're not looking for something, it's easy to miss things too. Cause there's so much going on. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So we go into burning man fellas. No, no, D you're not a burner. No, it doesn't seem like it's for me. Open no? your mind. Dave. It seems like open it's your mind. Much. It's a bit much. This guy's covering for his orgy tent that he's organizing <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. I know it for sure. Yeah. Jason, are you a future burner? I'd go. I think, yeah. Yeah, I'd just, go. Just, yeah, I'd be fine. I've been to, yeah. I, I'm not going to even try to relate it, but I've been to things that where you're there for a week and a lot of, mm -hmm. you're just like that in that in, you kind of like, like, I guess I live here now and like, this yeah. is my life. And like, I, I like that. And I definitely would do this one. Yeah, it's. It's not what I thought it was going into it. Brody and I were the youngest in our camp. It's actually more of an older crowd there at Burning Man. Mm. 
Um, yeah, and uh, the sense of community and the whole no money thing is just so different than any other thing I've encountered. I was trying to compare it to other things. I was in my mind, like, trying to be like, this is like this, or this is like this. And I was trying to put words to it, and I was just like, could not do it. It was very overwhelming. Well, a few years ago, we were planning on going as a team. Mm-hmm. It was on our calendar, yeah. and then mm-hmm. the pandemic rolled around, oh, and yeah. that just killed the dream. But we were, if that didn't happen, we may have been on our way to Burning Man. Yeah, I, I like the whole bike angle, and I, I suggested that we do some sort of Mahalo video down there. Yeah. But I also was told that filming is uh, uh, looked down upon. No, I, I think that was also a misconception that I also had. Um, I had a media pass there, so I was allowed mm. to film, other than with my drone. I knew I wasn't supposed to. I mean, I, I assumed it was just because of all the, you know, substances and naked people, naked grandmas. Um, no, like, yeah, you're, it's looked down, what's looked down upon is the uh, content kind of influencer style of filmmaking where you're just with your phone, you're not living in the moment, you know, it's not really an art form for you, but I think what is encouraged is like powerful art pieces, film, filming as your art form you're aware that like you're not just you're you're still living in the moment you and and living through your art form which is filmmaking that i think is actually encouraged at burning man yeah you just don't want to be on your cell phone doing selfies that's look that is looked down upon and you also want to make sure that you're leaving yourself time to to live in the moment and you're not just consumed by like your work and you have to get a video done and I think I did a good job of balancing that. Like I only filmed when I was like feeling inspired and uh, otherwise I just dropped the camera and I was like, well, you're, you're here for reasons other than just filming uh, to be in the moment and all that. So cool. So how was the transition back home and what are you up to now? Transition back home has uh it's been all right. I mean, at, coming back from Burning Man, you're like, damn, why can't you kind of get a little bit upset at society for not living in more of a friendlier state that what Burning Man is like you're walking down the street, everybody's smiling, everybody's helping each other out. Um, every yeah, everybody's doing everything they can to help another person out. And it's just such a lovely like community aspect of it. And I would love to see more of that in everyday regular life. People are expressing themselves way more, you know art is more of a thing people encourage other people it's uh very inspiring and i think we should do more of it in our day-to-day and i'm coming back and i'm feeling inspired to do that like bring that more into everyday life yeah i'd say though that's maybe a hard thing to sustain it is over a whole life versus mm-hmm. seven days it, it is but i think it's also um it's simple things like and general happiness of people like smiling at, uh, at each other, like on the sky train. Like that's not, that shouldn't be hard to sustain. Yeah. Life's hard. Life's Ooh, hard. <laughs> <laughs> smile I just, I'm just like envisioning like so many like cult and commune documentaries mm. I've watched and like, they all start like that. And mm. you're like, why can't life be like that? And then there's just one dude that's like, I'm actually God and I'm going to fuck all you. So (laughs) (laughs) like after like three years, it like just hits a point where it becomes culty. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. 
know. I'm open. To I haven't it. been in, into in it long enough, I guess. To I'm not. No, I'm not saying that's what Burning Man is. I yeah, just, yeah. I think those societies seem yeah. u- really utopic, and I actually think Doctor Bronner's might be a cult. But anyways, put them on blast. Yeah. This, this is the only social. Clip Get them on the pod. Well, now for our ad read. <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah. No, I, I, I. A lot of people say like Burning Man's a type of cult, and um, yeah, no. You have been it's indoctrinated. Not, it's not. It's not. You've been indoctrinated. Uh, maybe I have. Bronner. I guess the rule of being a cult is you don't know you're in a cult. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's yeah. a fight club. Man, I gotta try these cookies. So Santos, what are you up to these days? People want to know where have you been? They miss you. They're in, they're in the comments. You probably see your name in the comments every now and then. You're missed. What are you doing? Uh, I'm working for a crypto company. I'm doing I'm doing video work for them. I'm uh, basically showing off the company culture because they're hiring uh, tech, and that's something hard to do. Like taking people from Google and Facebook, you need to have a good. Uh, community and so my role is to kind of show that off uh, i'm also producing an nft podcast with them and uh, yeah i'm trying something different it's it's very fun learning a new industry that i'm that's also just so new to everybody um but new to myself and so day to day i'm doing that and then i'm still riding bikes and trying to get and film with you guys whenever i can we did the joey prank that was fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it was very fun. That was the first you. Yeah, you. That was the first prank we ever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was the first prank we ever did, but at least in a while. Yeah, and yeah, I did it with you, yeah, yeah. and uh, that was great. Yeah, that was real fun. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel out in the in the outfit, walking around talking to strangers? It was it was really fun. I didn't I didn't want to be too annoying, and I had to get over that. But I'm like, I'm not Andrew right now. I'm a Joey. <laughs> uh, so so this is in the Sun Peaks episode yeah. of the Island Ride Park Tour. In the when we, we have four installments, three installments of the Joey prank, Andrew kicked it off. Three, three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt was giving me some lines in my headphones, so I gave a little credit to you because it was funny. I was like waiting in my AirPod. Like sometimes I just stall talking. I just be like frozen in front of the person, <laughs> loading, <laughs> like loading. Yeah, and then Matt would feed me a line. I thought that was funny. Um. I, yeah. I think the the line that gets us every time is when uh, you say, I love it. When you're talking about your bike and you, you're saying, you're just uh, the guy, you ask the guy if his bike is fast. Yeah. And you say, yours is sweet or whatever. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And um, I love it. <laughs> we should put that sound on the board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then another moment that I wish we, uh, I, on the conveyor belt. I, I wish I fell down. I wish you yeah. no, actually. These guys suggested that you put one leg on the wood that isn't <laughs> yeah, moving, and one leg yeah, on the moving yeah. part, and they just start doing the splits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. I thought that would have been good too. But if you watch that clip, there was a sign right in the way too. Oh, really? Right at that entrance. Yeah, there yeah, was. Yeah, there's yeah. a sign right there. Yeah. But I, yeah, I wish I bailed. That'd have been funny. Kind of dangerous though. <laughs> yeah, pretty dangerous. We may have like Whatever. messed up there. Safety uh, third. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a couple of people who are like uns- upset about it. I think it's the nature with doing like pranks. I oh, mean, yeah. ar- ar- like arguably like what we're doing, is it really a prank? That it's was just people on YouTube shorts that were grumpy. Yeah. I feel I th- like. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it is some form of like a prank. It's yeah, like, prank. of course it's yeah. a prank. Yeah. 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 And Jay, what? Oh, there you're going to say something. Never. And I, <laughs> I, I, I get it when you do like that 
type of content, people are upset because they're like, people are just trying to do their job and you're getting people's way and you're making people upset. I don't think we really did that at all. And like the lifty, for example, who was just trying to do his job, wasn't doing anything. <laughs> there was yeah. nothing really for him to do. No. So he was happy to help and happy to talk. I think as long as you're not like being somehow abusive or, you know, mm-hmm. stealing from people. I don't know. Like as long as you're being like kind, like I, that's what I liked about the pranks we did. They were all pretty low stakes and like no one, you know, got yeah. hurt in any sort of way. And, uh, you know, I think the only people that maybe it's a little embarrassing for is the people who were being borderline rude by saying, I'm not going to buy you a bike park pass. What are you doing? Or I'm not going to fix your bike. But also so reasonable. Those people are absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. correct. The yeah. joke's on us. So it's if, not. if they, it's funny that they're reacting in the way that they should. The guy goes, why would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. I wish I had a better comeback for that one, too. That was great. Yeah. yeah. I, I I think we should do more. It's funny. I You know, if we get to do more seasons of the park tour, it's going to be fun just to get different people in the Joey outfit and humiliate them. I think it's... What's that show, Impractical Jokesters? Jokers. Like, jokers. Jokers? Yeah. Yeah, I just... I love the, like, camaraderie of... Mm. Did I say like? Oh, you can say on. you like something. I like. I've said you it a say bunch. You like like something. I've been I like, listening. I haven't like noticed it. a lot of likes. I've noticed some likes, but I, I refrain from playing. Hold on. Where the <laughs> fuck is this sound? There we go. There we go. <laughs> I've said it and I've looked around at you guys to like see if you caught <laughs> well, you were it or like not. Burning. Oh, you just no, said. I know. I know. I had to just keep on going with it. <laughs> Jason just said like. <laughs> Anyways, I like the camera. I enjoy the camaraderie. <laughs> Of all the guys just putting each other into humiliating situations. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for kicking off the pranks with us. It was a lot of fun. That was fun. Yeah. So I, people want to know, why did you leave Mahalo, my dude? Uh, it would be a miss for us to not to talk about this. So, yeah, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. I just want to try something different. Uh, you're riding bikes, filming. It's been a part of my life for a very long time. I really loved what we did. And part of my decision knew that like this wouldn't go away. Like we're still here and you know, I could always ride bikes and film with you guys for fun whenever I want. And you know, so I didn't look at it as like completely leaving. I just thought of it as trying something new. And uh, at the time I didn't have another job lined up. I just did freelance and that opened my like schedule up to filming in different places, different countries and all that. And I went and I went to Colombia and Mexico for a few months uh, at the beginning of this year, actually. And then when I was there, um, one of my roommates was like, hey, man, do you want to come to Aruba and film this retreat for my work? And I was like, sure. And me having nothing on my schedule just allowed me to drop everything and go from Mexico to Aruba, film this retreat filmed the retreat, did a video on why people should work for this company. And then I was like, damn, now I want to work for this company. And uh, it's in, yeah, crypto. And I'm learning a lot. I I think it's really going to be a part of our future. Uh, Smart contracts. It's like part of NFTs, the way ownership works. I think it's actually going to be a part of our future. We We might not be calling it NFTs, it's just like we don't talk about code today, but it's part of our everyday lives. Like we're, we're using our phone, apps on our phones and all that. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm at the forefront of it. It's really exciting and I still trying to ride my bike as much as possible, even though right now, since I do have a new job, it's, uh, 
it's taken a bit of time, but it's going to allow me to ride bikes more in the future. I'm curious, looking back at your days with us full time, mm -hmm. um, what were some of your highlights? Some of your favorite videos you worked on? Mm, I definitely have so my favorite highlights. of yours. So many highlights. Um, yeah, we, we went to Japan together. We bike packed together. Um, yeah, so many. I don't know if I could pick just one. You say yours first. I'll think about it. Well, I, I had mine, and then you said Japan, and I thought, nah. oh, maybe I got to change it because Japan <laughs> was probably the best trip. But mm. uh, Costa Rica was uh, the standout trip. I mean, that was like a solo project mm. for you. I mean, we were involved. Mm -hmm. I guess we surprised you with the ticket. Yeah, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have gone. Yeah, and uh, that was a crazy trip that you went on 100 kilometers on a piece of crap bike mm -hmm. that you bought upon the first day of arriving. Yeah. And you rode it through jungle, yeah. basically. Yeah. You got attacked by dogs. You're getting free meals along the way. Mm -hmm. Is that right? And sleeping on the sparkle pony over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sleeping on the beach. Yeah. And then you made it to Envision music festival right yeah yeah um th that's another jungle it's a jungle festival that's more a festival in the sense of the word we use today it's a music festival uh but it also is an experience festival with yoga and all that and if you watch the video you'd know that i guess one thing i left outside of the video was just the synchronicities that happened at the festival that i just couldn't catch on camera because they were just so out of the out of the blue and one of those things, I don't know if I've even told you this, but uh, I met probably like a dozen people there, like got to know a dozen people well, you know, had actual conversation with them, remember their name from all different, from like the first, I'd say a few days of being there. Um, two of the, three of those people were people I met at the hostel I first stayed at and they were the first persons I told about this bike. Like I literally just got off my bike and was, had nobody like, just endured this few days of like gnarly being in the forest without knowing what was going on really i went into that bike trip so unprepared super gnarly what what was the title of this uh hippie jungle festival yeah bike packing to a hippie jungle festival. yeah, 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 yeah look yeah. it up on uh -huh. the home my dude if you haven't uh -huh. watched it that that is one of my uh favorite videos i, I produced um but uh yeah anyways met about a dozen people and on one of the last nights of the festival, uh, we went. I went to go see Rufus play. And um, not a lot of people go to the festival for Rufus, but Rufus was a highlight in my mind. And when I went, I went with like two people. All of a sudden, everybody I had met was with me in the front row, and I was introducing other strange other people I knew to other people and I felt this like overwhelming sense of community that I just like created this like friend group out of nothing over a couple of days here I am in introducing people to other people and I came solo and it was just such a crazy moment where I was like how did everybody like nobody made plans to meet here nobody did this and all of a sudden I can name everybody in the front row Rufus what's it, rufus rufus uh <laughs> <laughs> an artist. Oh, he's an artist yeah he's um yeah he's a music electronic artist oh, okay. yeah he bakes cookies um, yeah uh, he's a baker <laughs> uh yeah that that happened and that absolutely blew my mind that that i could do that and just 
Yeah, I like to call it like synchronicities when you're putting yourself out there in something that you're not used to. Burning Man is a really big one. Uh, sometimes they come through plant medicines too. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, putting yourself out there in the world just creates these like weird synchronicities. Well, um, you're good at bringing people together. I mean, when we first got to know you, I don't. I was gonna ask actually ask how did we meet, which is another story. I don't even know. Do you remember? How did we meet? Yeah, through Kaz. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of another story we got to touch on. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you're very good at bringing people together. You're always a good vibe. And that's why at a certain point we wanted to have you on a part of the team is because whenever you were with us on set, you just brought a good energy to set and people enjoyed uh, just chatting and you just improved everybody's experience. So it makes sense that you would do something like that in the jungle, bring a bunch of people together. I think you're doing that wherever you go. I appreciate that, man. And you're tearing certain people apart, including Kaz and his family and possibly your mother. We got to clear up a story here from <laughs> oh, childhood. Oh, yeah, we do. So if you listen to our podcast uh, did. weeks ago with Kaz Yamamura, who grew up with Andrew Santos, they were neighbors. Kaz brought up a story where he was banned from your house because he sprayed your mom with a garden hose. And immediately after the pod was posted, you messaged me and you said, we got to clear up the real story. Oh, yeah. So you have the floor. Clear up the story. All right. Yeah. So Kaz and I go way back. We were uh, we were ne- next door neighbors when he moved to Canada. He moved from Japan. I think it was his first house from Japan. Moved from Japan right next door to me. There was even holes in our fence. I don't know if he said this or not, but we'd like look through the holes in the fence and our, our parents would be like, look, that's Kaz. Look, that's Andrew. <laughs> little toddlers like, forcing us to wave at each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kaz was a little bit of a trouble child. <laughs> <laughs> Demon uh, and he about, got banned from my house a few times. Uh, and one of them... It wasn't a garden hose. He would like to just touch things like around the house that he probably shouldn't be touching and twist knobs and that type of stuff. Ah, the mechanical engineer in him. Yeah, yeah, just doing everything. (laughs) And uh, one day, I I think we had, uh, I think our one of our hose had burst in the winter time, cracked or something like that. Our outdoor, uh, not the hose, but the pipe itself. And Kaz just walking by, it's like, oh, I'm just going to turn on the water for fun. Because that's what he did. He just like turned things and just see what happens. I guess he turned on the water. The water, the It started, water started spraying everywhere uh, outside of this like pipe that was broken. And the only way my mom could turn it off was if she went in and got sprayed wet by the by the water and yeah it's like why would you turn that knob if you weren't do like how old was he was he was young he didn't actually hold the hose and directly spray no, your mom no he's just turning knobs i mean if it was just that it would be <laughs> fine he wouldn't be, knobs. he wouldn't he wouldn't be banned from the house but he did a, a lot of other things i think he mentioned this one <clears throat> he put like a a radio underneath my mom's car tire so that when she backed out of our garage, it would break the rate. Like, <laughs> I don't think you brought that one. Yeah, he did. Did he? The yeah, he was like, oh yeah, when I was a kid, I just liked seeing things get broken. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. He's like, that would be fun. I mean, hey, I like that too. Yeah. 
<clears throat> we never had a single class together, which the odds of that are ridiculous. Like out of my grad class, I probably had classes with everybody mm. and we did elementary school and high school together and never had us. It never lined up where we had a class. I together. think your parents were pulling some strings in the background. Yeah. He was, <laughs> he was in the special classes. No. <laughs> they, were, they were sealing up the holes in the fence. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, we, and, and we were friends in high school. We, we, we were on and off, uh, throughout our, throughout our schooling. Uh, you, you never know, the class. He years. was in the backyard with the hose. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were, we were friends for a long time. I feel like he's, uh, you guys are both going to disagree on the, you know, the details of the stories. Mm-hmm. We should just get you on the pod. Let's go deep dive <laughs> into the childhood, you know, therapy session for you too. Yeah. I think it'll be good and healthy and fun for everybody. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if we remember most of the stuff. It's just a blurry child oh, memory. Too many Burning Mans in between. We need to get both of their parents <laughs> yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, our yeah. Full group therapy <laughs> session. Emotional damage. And then just replace us with their parents. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We'll do that for the maybe episode 100, a little episode 69. Uh, I don't know. Celebratory uh, pod. How about a game? Yeah. Sure this or that are you ready are you i mean i think sure. i'm guessing you're familiar now i will are you familiar with this or that slightly okay well we, we put, explain it we kind of put minimal effort into this list i think today we kind of rushed it out okay. but you know we'll see where this takes us cool i think last week we had like 40 things now we got 19 for you but this or that we don't have a we've we we keep talking about this every week we got to write down an explanation of the game so we know how to explain it otherwise i'm going to say you just choose between two things this or that super I mean, technical did i do it right did i do it well i mean that's all it is yeah oh, wow. that is all it is wow, i'm good and um, you can't say both or else you have to take a shot of warm <laughs> mezcal one word. That's not warm mezcal. That's worm mezcal. <laughs> warm, warm mezcal. They look more like maggots than worms to me. Yeah. It's only one way to find out. <laughs> All right. Well, somebody want to play the music and I'll do the this or that. <clears throat> Chicken strips. Did we both do are, it? Oh, oh, wait, I got to turn okay. mine off. Oh, oh wait. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> that music's a little loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Santos, are you ready? Do I get Do I get a phone home? At any point? Uh, Call, calls? Out. Yeah, you can phone home if you like. <laughs> At any moment, if you like to phone home, just let me know. Phone a friend. Chicken strips or spaghetti? Chicken strips. Oh, we never talked about his allergies. It's okay. <laughs> Jump trail or loam trail? Loam trail. Mountain biking or snowboarding? Mountain biking. Dogs or cats? Oh, I've been going back and forth on this one. Dogs. Music festival or bike packing? Bike packing. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Burning Man or Red Bull Joyride? Burning Man. Death by peanut butter jelly sandwich or death by soy-based barbecue ribs? Sandwich. Peanut butter sandwich. He has an incredible allergy to everything at people. We did not mention this in the podcast. Bali or Thailand? Oh, going to Thailand. I've never been, but I've been to Bali. Oh. I'll say Bali for now, but I can't wait for Thailand. Okay, this one's a bicycle-related stunt question. The cherry bomb or the dynamite roll? Uh, cherry bomb. Have you done the dynamite roll? I haven't roll? done the dynamite roll. Well, you should do the dynamite roll. Yeah, I'm down. Roll. Christmas or Wismas? Wismas. Music or movies? Movies. 
Hot tub or sauna? Sauna. Matt or Jason? Don't put me on. Don't do this to me, man. Matt or Jason? I'm not doing it, it, man. There's warm, warm Mescal if you'd like to take a swig. I love you both. I love you both. Matt or Jason? (laughs) You can still... Crack this open. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we'll come back to it. Next question. Kaz or Matt? (laughs) (laughs) Not going to do it. Uh, Not going to do it. I love you guys. I love you both. I'm sorry. Portugal or Canada? Canada. Although I love Portugal. I love them both. No. Born and raised in Canada, so. Camp life or hostel life? Camp life. Van life or camp life? Camp life. Pyramids or Peru? (laughs) I've been to neither. (laughs) Peru, though, because I watched the Andreo video. All right, and last but not least, Matt, Jason, or Kaz? (laughs) (laughs) All of y'all. I love you. Okay, we'll let you, we'll let it slide. Yeah, well done. That's how you play. I, you got maybe we'll. You got to take a shot of mezcal at some point yeah, in your life for not answering which one of us <laughs> yeah. you love and the most. And then take a video of yourself, and we'll put it in a future podcast. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm. That'd be great. Okay. Wait. Real quick. Let's talk about allergies because I meant to get there, and then we had the questions: death by peanut butter jelly sandwich or death by soy based barbecue ribs. <laughs> we gotta end on this. <laughs> he, All right. He's he's uh, deathly allergic to a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, despite that, he travels all around the world. He's allergic to peanuts, seafood, seaweed, soy, nuts, nuts of all variety, yeah. fish, fish, all fish, and all fish, all still nuts, here, folks. and soy. Uh, I outgrew my chickpea allergy. I'm sure you'd be pleased to be informed. Oh. Yeah. It was really nice. Just about like a year ago, I just started having chickpeas and now I'm good. Really? Just mucking that hummus in the burning. I love hummus now. I love hummus now. (laughs) Yeah. Life changing. How do you just get over it? I don't know. Brody's just like, she doesn't believe my allergies. And sometimes she <laughs> I, like, I know this. I know this yeah. about Brody. She thinks yeah. you're faking it. Yeah. Yeah. So she'll like feed me little bits here and there. <laughs> and most of the time I'll have an allergic reaction, but she did it once with hummus and I, I didn't. Okay. I'll, I'll be honest. At one point I sided with Brody and I kind of thought, I think he might be overly cautious too. And he might just be kind of uh, avoiding these things because he didn't like it at one point. He wasn't <laughs> sure. And I, and I understand why you'd want to avoid these things. That was until you came to my house a few years ago. I served you soy-based barbecue ribs. They were Mm -hmm. Maui ribs. Yeah. And you swelled up like a balloon. And it was uh, very frightening. And I've never seen you like that. And that's from there on. You blew up. You literally exploded. No, but from there on, I was like, oh, this is real. Yeah. It was really funny, too, because not only did did I eat it, but I touched my, I rubbed my eye with my soy sauce-covered fingers. And then my eye also inflamed couldn't even open my eye can we can we share the picture right now sure here it is oh look at that <laughs> wow wow it's a good one you really did swell up gotta edit that in now <laughs> <laughs> all right well sorry to end on your allergies but it is a pretty unique interesting thing about you and you navigate the world despite those allergies like yeah. what's the trick you just I, when we went to the philippines that was the hardest you've witnessed the hardest time it has been for me to eat was the Philippines because they just like like to secretly uh, cook with peanut oil right. and cross contamination is like not really a thing that they care about and yeah 
Um, usually I stick to simple foods and I really like simple foods, so I'm good. But every once in a while I do get adventurous and I just like kind of make sure it's not what I'm allergic to. And when my recent trip in Mexico, I ate a lot of tacos and I was in a, like a beach town and they basically had a bunch of, they'd always cook fish tacos on the same grill as they do the chicken tacos and then have a slight reaction every single time. Mm. But Brody's just like, ah, you're building your, your system up, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. She's going to have you eating peanut butter by then. Yeah, the maybe. Huh? Who knows? Yeah. If you die under suspicious circumstances, I know where I'm pointing my finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Andrew. I know you got to leave now. So uh, thanks for joining us and letting us feed off of you. Are you full? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You seem, you seem a little more hungry. You seem hungry. Let's go out for brunch after this. Uh, yeah, sure. We can do that. Okay. If that will help you make make you feel more full. Do you like peanut butter sandwiches? No, you guys <laughs> fed me with some good energy here. Ah, that's yeah. what I like to hear. Vibes. Vibes. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe and rate our show on whatever platform you're listening on. If you drop a banger review on Apple Podcasts or comment on YouTube, we will read it on air. Uh, do we have one loaded, locked and loaded? Do we have a review? Yeah, yeah, we got a review. It's, oh. up, at, it's up at the top. Uh, from D Money Wolf Nine. <laughs> D Money Wolf. Amazing podcast. Even if you have no clue who these three are, it's amazing to listen to. It's the greatest podcast I've ever listened to. And most people what? don't. Is that you, Dave? I didn't D-Money? even see that on the <laughs> screen. It does sound like me. It actually wasn't. What? I did leave my or, us a review, but it, that wasn't it. Was that from Doctor Bronner? Who? Yeah, that was. <laughs> Dr. Boner himself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, that's it. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Feeding Off Each Other. Please subscribe for more great podcasts.